You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we are going to talk about some sexual escalation techniques, specifically about the first date. I think that a lot of guys have trouble with this. They seem to have a lot of questions about this, and I want to be here to help you out and teach you exactly what you can do on the first dates. What are the steps for the first date physical escalation, or what is the steps? What are the steps? Which one is it? What are the steps for the physical escalation process? So we're going to help you out with that today. We're going to answer some questions that have come through who have emailed me. So if you have a question, you can also email me, trip at tripadvice.com, and then put in the subject line podcast question, and that tells me that that's a question you want answered here on the podcast. Of course, if you ask a question on email, I don't get to it. It is only something for the podcast, but I know I get some questions from guys who are interested in doing some sort of coaching. So if you are, you can go to coachedbytrip.com. That's when I'll be able to coach you. That's when one of my team members will be able to coach you. I actually have an amazing story I'll share with you really quickly. A recent client who, of course, will go unnamed because I keep all clients confidential, but an amazing client who worked with one of my coaches here at Trip Advice. And I know that there's a lot of guys who get a little skeptical when I tell them that they can either work with me or they can work with another coach at Trip Advice, and they go, well, it's not Trip, it's not you. Is this someone who's going to be able to help me? Well, get ready, my friends, because this guy's been working with me for just under a year, and He's been able to solve pretty much every big problem that guys have had. Anywhere from approach anxiety to getting a girlfriend to how to get women to come back with you after first dates. I mean, you name it, it is a problem that that he can solve. One of my guys, his name is Eric. He's fantastic. So whether you're working with me or Eric, we will get you to that point. The story I was going to tell you was the guy that he just recently worked with got a girlfriend in six weeks. He got a girlfriend in six weeks. Could you imagine? The testimonial is not up yet, but I'm going to be putting it on the coachedbytrip.com page. I love it when guys get incredible results, and you will too. Go ahead and go to coachedbytrip.com if you need help, and you'll fill out an application on that page, and then either myself or one of my other team members will reach out to you, do a call with you, and see if you're a good fit for the coaching program. And if you are, get ready to have your life changed. That is if you're interested in learning how to meet more women, attract more women, sleep with more women, and even get a girlfriend. Don't wait any longer. You know that it is your time. You know that you deserve this. Get the help you need. Coachedbytrip.com. Now, we're talking about physical escalation on a first date. So what does that look like? What's that all about? Well, first off, I want to give you some rules. And the reason why I have rules is because I have seen anecdotally, so for myself, I've seen this with clients I've worked with, 
But when you get enough anecdotal evidence and you see a lot of patterns, and I'm not talking about just like a couple people, but hundreds of people, things start to make sense. So the rule I was going to give you is that you got to go for a kiss on the first date. The only exception is if you're not interested in her, but you're doing yourself a disservice. Honestly, you are. And here's one of the biggest reasons why you're actually doing yourself a disservice is because if you're not going for the kiss, it mostly means that you're probably scared, right? You're probably nervous to go for the kiss, which is why you're not doing it. Very rarely do I hear a guy say that they were just unsure. I said, listen, if we were to remove the part in your brain that just said, I'm just going to conquer my fears, would you have gone for the kiss? And of course they say yes. Because I even have guys that where the woman is showing lots of interest and they still won't go for the kiss. So going for the kiss is just going to help you practice going for the kiss. And that is a skill set. It is 100% a skill set in its own because it is one of the scariest types of rejection that a guy can get, which is why they don't do it often, which is why a lot of guys end up in the friend zone. And so you need to practice that skill. You need to make sure that you are building the skill and going through rejection therapy. Little do you know right now that that girl, high chance she kisses back. After a first date, for sure. If you were to take your own tallies on all the first dates and you were to go for a kiss and you should do this for yourself, you will find at least half will kiss you back. They're already interested or else they wouldn't be on that first date. Now, again, the only exception is if you're not feeling the connection. Well, clearly you're not going to go for the kiss anyways. You probably don't want to see her again if you're not feeling the connection. So you do not need to force yourself to kiss a girl who you're not interested in, of course. And so we're talking about the physical escalation process through and on the first date. So that's going to be step one. You want to go for the kiss. When do you do it? You know, this is obviously based on opinion, but I think you should just do it closer to the end of the first date. A lot of guys think that it's weird to just wait all the way to the end. Like I had a client I was working with and he said, Trip, I just feel so uncomfortable. Like I'm waiting till the end. Like it's so cliche. And I said, well, I think it's going to make more sense anyway. Forget cliche. It's going to make more sense that you're doing that at the end because you guys need time to connect, to get to know each other. There's a whole process happening here. So you want to build attraction and build comfort so then you can get compliance. Remember that comfort plus attraction equals compliance. That's the formula. That's the big formula for meeting women. Attraction plus comfort. So if you're going to build attraction and you're going to build comfort, that takes a little bit of time. About the amount of time on a first date. So that's when you want to go for it. At the or close to the end of the first date. And there's nothing wrong with that. Also, I've noticed that guys, myself included, you get a little more nervous if you're thinking, I got to do this in the first half hour, you know, like if you're trying to get it done in the first half of the date or halfway through the date, you're putting so much pressure on yourself. Like you're trying to go for the kiss so soon 
you're not even going to be focusing on the date. You're going to be just freaked out because you got to get it done. Now, an argument to that could be, well, if you're waiting to the end, then isn't the tension going to be built and now you're just going to be nervous the whole time? Well, okay, maybe you will be. But at least you know that it's just nothing you're going to have to do right now. It's towards the end of the date, so you can at least focus on what's going on right in front of you. So it's totally okay on the first date to wait towards the end. It makes sense. That's when she's probably going to expect it anyways. And I don't even know too many opportunities where you could do it in the first 90% of the date. Like if you're eating dinner, or you know, just lean over and kiss her. Maybe if you guys are having a drink and you guys are at the bar and you're close to each other, you know, maybe there's an opportunity there. And if there is, you can go for it. But you're not always in that position. Usually you're at a table, you're across from each other. Maybe you're getting coffee. It just doesn't work that way. So you want to do it towards the end. Now, in terms of the rest of the physical escalation, I don't believe that you absolutely need to physically escalate. I should say even more specifically, sexually, physically escalate, although I guess it's redundant. When you guys are on the first date, I think that if there's a moment where it naturally occurs, where you can get some sort of touch in and some physical connection in, if it makes sense, if she's close to you, then it's okay and go for it. But you don't absolutely need to have a touch before you go for the kiss. You just don't need to. It just doesn't have to happen that way. You can still go for a kiss. A woman's not going to be thinking, you know, he didn't touch me. This is weird. Now, of course, you might be also saying, well, yeah, she's not going to think that consciously, but maybe subconsciously she feels no connection there yet. So it's going to be weird to go for the kiss. Honestly, it won't. Because if you guys got along and she's feeling that tension and you're building the attraction, then it's okay for that to be the first physical touch. She'll be waiting for it and she'll be happy that you did it. So I don't want you to overthink I don't want you to overthink the process. Kiss, end of the first date. If it naturally happens, you can do it halfway through the first date. If there happens to be a moment where you're having a, a chance to physically connect with her, you know, maybe this is touching her shoulder or touching her hand, and that goes down, okay, that's fine. But I don't want you to overthink it. The reason why I have everything so simplified and why I simplify everything I can for you is so it's easy, so you don't overthink it, and so you can execute. And if you can execute and you can take the advice, then you can get results in your dating game. And again, that's what I want you to do. Now from there comes the opportunity to have her come back to your place. And I want to make this even simple for you as well. I want this to be very simple. I want you to have a bare bones line to get her to come back to your place, even if you have no good reason to bring her back. So let's say you have no other drinks, no wine, no alcohol, or you don't drink, you're under 22, or you're just not a drinker. You don't have anything cool back at your place, like a big screen TV or a vinyl player or a game. You live in a place that's just very uninteresting. So you have no reason to bring her back. It's like, what do you do? Because I can give you lines. I can make up a line for you if you want. It's like, you just 
tell her to come back and pop in a ass. It just reminded me of a funny YouTube video where guys went up to women and say, hey, you want to come back to my place and pop in a Blu-ray? Um, anyway, so yeah, pop on a vinyl, listen to that, right? You, whatever, you can make up anything. But let's just say you don't have any of that. All you got to say is, hey, let's continue hanging out. This is fun. Why don't we come back to my place? Hey, let's continue hanging out. This is fun. Why don't we go back to my place? Any kind of version of that is just fine. Now, of course, if you have a good reason to go back, that does help. So if there is a reason to go back to your place, if you do have another bottle of wine, a vinyl player, I don't know, something cool at your place, some sort of game, then yeah, okay, that's fine. Go for it. But what if you don't? Then keep it simple. K-I-S-S, no pun intended. Keep it simple, stupid. Just say, hey, this is fun. I'm enjoying hanging with you. Why don't we continue this? Why don't we go back to my place? Remember, you're the one leading. So if she's interested in taking it further and taking it to sex, then she's going to be happy that you gave her the opportunity to go back to your place. So this is totally okay. And if she's not ready yet, she's going to say no. People think that the act of asking a woman over and maybe they're not thinking this consciously, but I think a lot of guys below the surface are thinking that if they ask a girl to come back, that she's somehow going to be turned off. And I really want to make this point that that act is not going to turn her off. If you do it in a confident way, it's going to be totally fine. And she's going to react in any way that she needs to based on her level of comfortability or whatever decision she's basing her reason to sleep with you or not on that first date. And you can do this on the second date, third date, whenever. So you get her back to your place. If she says yes, if she says no, then you can say, okay, no worries. Why don't we just do this again sometime and then set up a second date. And if she says, yeah, that sounds cool. Say, great. You guys go back to your place. And then from there, I don't want you to overthink it. We're going to K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. You're going to hang out. You're going to be showing her your place. Hopefully, you've prepared it in a way where it's it's nice on the inside. It's clean. The bathrooms are clean. The stove is clean. Some of those key points in your place to make sure that they that you make it look good, that the dishes are not stacked. Also very important. Light a candle. Don't leave a candle lit before... They come over, that's a fire hazard, but light a candle so it smells nice, create some ambiance, offer her a drink, even if it's just water. I probably wouldn't offer food after coming back from a first date. I just think that that doesn't really set it up for sexual escalation, right? Kind of common sense. It's like she's eating a bunch of chips or cheese. Now you guys are going to kiss with that. It's like, it's a little bit tough. No, I know. She might come over to have dinner sometime, but there's going to be time in between dinner and then, you know, cleaning up and then you guys, then after that, getting physical. So there's not much of that time in between. She's at your place. You guys came back from a first date. Now you guys are hanging out. It's just going to extend it, and it's just not going to be as ideal. 
So I would say no food and then do the thing that you were talking about if you had some reason to bring her back, right? So put the vinyl on, play the game, do the thing, pour the glass of wine, make the cocktail, grab her the glass of water. And then from there, after you guys are doing that thing or maybe nothing, you guys are just hanging out, you're going to want to be close to her and you're going to want to go for the kiss again. What I wouldn't do is wait before she leaves to go for another kiss. You're going to want to go for a kiss again. When's that going to happen? I'd say that can happen anywhere between 10 to 15 to 30 minutes of you guys hanging out. In rare exceptions, although it does happen quite a bit, is maybe it happens in the first five minutes. It just gets there. You guys are just feeling that connection. You guys are feeling very attracted to each other, and it just allows it to get to that point. But of course, it always starts with a kiss. And then from there, I believe guys think on the same level, and if not, let me try to get you on this level. The kiss and the initiation of the kiss is the hardest part. It's the hardest part. I think it is. Everything after that is easy because everything escalation-wise is just happening as you're kissing. So again, when I'm saying kiss her at your place, this is the second kiss in theory. The idea would be you guys kiss, maybe talk a little bit more, and then you invite her back to your place. Now, if you want to, it's not the end of the world. You can also not go for a kiss at the end of the first date. Invite her back. If she says no, go for a kiss. If she says yes, then you can wait for the kiss. That would also work just fine. That would also work just fine. So again, now we're fast forward. We're at your place. You guys are on the couch. Or if it's a studio, maybe you're on the bed already. And you just move in and you go for what could be another kiss. Or if it's the first kiss. You go for it. A good line to say if like she's talking a lot or if it seems like you can't get a silence to go for it. You just say, hey, hey, hold on one second. I have to do something. And then go for the kiss. Or if you don't want to say anything and it feels like it's easy to go for it and there's just a silence, then let the silence be. And then you can say, come here. And then you kind of lean in. Or you just go for it. So those give you some options or give you an idea of what to do. And then again, from there, now, hopefully the hard part is over. After that, it's just going to naturally move into you guys caressing each other and touching each other more. You might be putting your hand on her waist, maybe closer to her butt. And then after that, maybe clothes start coming off. I would definitely start with trying to do it on her rather than you doing it on you. I think it allows her to be a little less strange than you can follow suit. And then you're just going to be physically escalating from there. Clothes start coming off. And then once you get to the point where you guys are in a heavy makeout, maybe you've done some foreplay or even before a foreplay, just ask for consent. It's the right thing to do. You know, you can first say, hey, are you, are you comfortable? And I know guys think that might kill the vibe, but actually it's going to enhance the vibe because she's going to feel more safe around you and women want to feel safe. 
So you can say, are you feeling comfortable? And then that gives her an opportunity. If she says no, by the way, don't think like, oh, I shouldn't have asked that question. Like, no, dude, she wasn't feeling comfortable. You don't want to continue when she's not feeling comfortable. You want her feeling happy, excited, and comfortable. Please do not be desperate and desperate enough to put her in an uncomfortable situation. What you want is an enthusiastic yes. And then going for consent and saying, should I get a condom or would you like to have sex? You wouldn't believe how well those two work and do not kill the vibe. A woman's not going to be that upset. You might hear some women say that, by the way, which is absolutely ridiculous. If a woman ever says to you, like, oh, don't ask, that kills the vibe. At risk of doing that, like, what kind of risk are you going to take? You don't want to do anything that she doesn't want to do. So it's better to ask. And trust me, you'll get back to that vibe very quickly. If you guys are already half naked or naked, you'll get back to that vibe. This doesn't just blow up the vibe like, oh, you asked, and now everything's just gone. No, you're in the vibe. You'll get back to kissing after she says yes, or if she says no, then you just don't go there. But if she says yes, you'll get back there, and then you guys will have sex. and be fine. So that's the basic idea of going from kiss to sex on a first date. Keep it simple. Ask for consent. I don't think you have to ask for consent for a kiss. I think that's fine. You can just go for that. And then you'll be on your way. All right. What do you say we get into some questions? Q&A. Guys, if you have any questions, write in. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line podcast question, and then I'll know to answer it here on the podcast. And again, if you have a question that needs an answer right away, you feel like you need help right away, do not be afraid to apply for coaching with me or one of the coaches here at Trip Advice. Go to coachedbytrip.com if you need help with approaching women, getting a girlfriend, or even getting to the point where you just have more options with women. It will be nice for you to have options. You can learn my system and we will teach you firsthand how to use it so you get more matches online as well as understanding how to go out and meet women in person. Lots of options for you. They're out there. If you need help, go to coachedbytrip.com. All right, let's answer this question from Abel or Abel. I believe, I feel like he's written in before. That name sounds familiar. And it is pretty unique. He says, hey, Trip, I'm a 22-year-old longtime follower of yours, and I love your content. You're one of the few guys still around worth listening to when it comes to women in dating. So thank you for not changing niches and apparently staying passionate about this topic. You're very welcome, Abel. Thanks for noticing that. I am still passionate about this topic. More than I've ever been. It just keeps on growing. Okay, he continues. Sorry in advance, but this is going to be a bit on the longer side. It's funny. It doesn't look that long. He says, I met a girl in 2013. No worries. My one-itis is cured since then, but she still is the kind of girl I want to date. She is the daughter of a priest and their church has a lot of land, so she basically worked with gardens and animals her whole life. She also never wears makeup, doesn't use social media, and she's the most natural person I know. Definitely wife material. Unfortunately, there are a variety of reasons why we'll probably never be together. One of them being that I moved to another country, but... I kind of made these traits my non-negotiables, likes farm life, doesn't wear makeup, and not addicted to her stupid phone. (laughs) It's funny. 
You always say that we should go to bigger cities if we want to talk to women. I live in a capital city with lots of bars and a very active nightlife. However, girls around here seem to be the opposite of what I'm looking for. What do you recommend? Keep looking here, or maybe this is an exception to the rule, and I should probably go to smaller towns, or maybe specific places where these kinds of girls hang out, though I don't know where that might be. Thanks for your time. Please keep up the good content. Best regards, Abel. All right, Abel, this is a great question regarding non-negotiables. So guys, I talk about non-negotiables being the three things that you're looking for in a woman. Now, why three? Why not 10? Why not 20? Well, you narrow your pool very large if you start going above three. So I believe that three is a good number, works very well. So that's why you want to have just a few, just three. And so he has his, likes farm life, doesn't wear makeup, and not addicted to her stupid phone. So I have a few thoughts on this. First of all, I doubt you're going to find a woman like this in a city. She has to be involved in a farm. And a lot of women who are in the city are going to wear makeup. And they're going to have a phone. Doesn't mean they're going to be addicted to their phone. So it's interesting. On one side, I feel these non-negotiables are so specific, which is great. Specificity is great. But knowing this is something that you're going to have to look for in more of a rural place. So I don't feel like you're going to want to go to the big city. So again, the big city might not have this. And you're narrowing your pool so far down, like doesn't wear makeup. We're in a very narrow pool here. But on the other hand, the fact that they don't wear makeup, that might go well with someone who lives on a farm and is not addicted to their phone. So it's interesting. As much as this is narrow, I do feel that these traits sort of go together. So this is something that can be, that I think we can work with. So yes, I do always say you should go to the bigger cities if you want to talk to women, but you're not going to be going to bars and finding these women. Any woman who goes to a bar, 99.9% of women who you're going to find at a bar are going to be wearing makeup. Even if it looks like they're not wearing makeup, they're still going to be wearing some sort of makeup. So you got to really clear on what that means. But if you're looking for a girl who doesn't wear any makeup, it's very rare to find. And if so, it's not going to be in a capital city. It has to be going to the small towns. So your question was, keep looking here, or maybe this is an exception to the rule, and I should probably go to smaller towns. You should go to smaller towns. But I also want to challenge you and say, why does not wearing makeup matter so much? Why is that such a big deal? I mean, maybe you're looking for someone who's a natural beauty, but you're narrowing your pool so far down that if you say to me, Chirp, no, these are 100% my non-negotiables and I'm not moving them, well, then this is going to be hard. You're going to have to go to those small rural towns. And then I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. Hopefully you run into someone at the store and you're going to have to do approaches at the store. This is very difficult, Abel. So I really, I think the main answer here that I'm thinking of now as I'm working, working it through is that you need to change your non-negotiables. You're going to be looking forever for this person. Unless you go to, I think there is a website. Let's see. I think there's a website for online dating for farmers. So that would be 
your best bet. Yeah, farmers only, that's right. So you might want to try farmersonly.com and see if you can find that woman. But again, your does not wear makeup is going to be really tough. I think you can find a woman who is not addicted to her phone or likes farm life. But again, likes farm life, they're going to be on a farm. So your best bet is doing a farmer's website or changing your non-negotiables to something that is a little bit more realistic and something that's going to provide a bigger pool for you. I know that I tell you to be really specific on your non-negotiables and Abel, you did just that. But we're talking about something that most women do and you're just knocking out like 99% of people. So I would try to encourage you to find another non-negotiable that means something to you and really understand why that doesn't wear makeup thing is so important. Like, why does it have to be that? What is wrong with that for you? So I would change that. Also, not addicted to her phone. I get why that is not good, but you're not going to know about that. That's a really tough one too. And also, who cares if she's on her phone a lot? If she's doing other things, if she has other non-negotiables that are really good, I think you can let that one go. I hear you. I also think that when people are on their phone too much, it's unattractive. But I wonder if we can just do better. So I want to ask you, and maybe you can write back in, or of course we could do coaching, is to find three new non-negotiables that you like just so we can open up the pool a little bit more and this can be a little bit easier for you. Just because you dated a girl who had all these good things about her that you liked, that doesn't mean that that's going to be necessarily the thing that you're going to like in other women. I would even try opening yourself up to dating more people before you even get super convinced of your non-negotiables to see what it's like. Also, you can also check out my book, Magnetic, where I have a whole chapter in the book. I'll put a link in the show notes. The book talks about how to find some new non-negotiables and you can go through it that way. Hope that helps. All right, let's talk to Nick. Good afternoon, Trip. Hope all is well with the USA opening back up again. I've been resuming traveling for work to various cities on the East Coast. On my trips, I've been going out after work and have been meeting fun and interesting people, both guys and girls. My question to you is, how do I keep up interest in a way that when I revisit these cities a couple months later to a year later for work again, I hit them up and we don't feel like strangers? Is there a way you would suggest to ping them in the meantime as a checkup so it doesn't feel like a one-time thing? For some, I've already stated my intentions in person that when I return, I'd like to hang out again. I understand that I won't have 100% success with this, but maintaining the friendship slash relations with those who have interest in me is something I want. I've been going back and forth on this one and would greatly appreciate your advice. Thanks again and continue the good work. Thank you, Nick. Well, this is interesting. So I know how you could do this, but again, I want to question whether this is something that's really something that you should do. I mean, I wouldn't put much time into this and I'm wondering how important this is to you and how much time you're going to put into this basing on the fact that you wrote in to get this question asked. So I really don't want you to be wasting too much time if you're going to see a girl 
a couple months to a year later, your words. I mean, that is just like, why? Like, why do you want to do that? I'm curious, Nick, where are your goals? If you're trying to, first of all, get into a relationship, and I'm not ever going to assume that anyone is, but if you are, you should not be doing this. You should be finding someone in your town. So if you are interested in getting married, having a family, this is not the way to go about doing that. This is a waste of your time. You should be dating people in your town and in your city, right? So so there's that. If you are saying to yourself, no, I'm not going to be, I have no interest in getting a, a girlfriend or having a wife or having kids, that's fine. In order to do this, I also think that it could be a waste of time because there's no guarantees on maintaining, but I've found that the best way to do it, so to answer your question, is going to be through social media. In fact, social media has made it perfect for situations like these where you can lightly keep in touch with someone. They can see what you're up to. You can see what they're up to. You can respond to their snaps, their stories on Instagram. You can like something on Facebook, right? You can kind of ping them in that way. So that would be the best way to do it. Another way to do it, I don't love this way, is you could hop on little FaceTimes with them every once in a while or just text them something cool that you're up to. Look, if you're doing something interesting every couple months and you want to just send them a picture, you could do that as well. But then it's like, where is this all going? Like, what are you trying to lead this to so that you hang out again? I guess you're you're saying maintaining the friendship slash relations but why do you want to maintain friends with anybody who lives that far away that's just not a quality friendship it's not a good friendship in my opinion just my thoughts on it i don't know if you would agree with that or if you think that i don't know that you can't make friends in your town i'm guessing you might be saying relations like you want to continue sleeping with them or hooking up with them social media is going to be your best bet but really question yourself if this is the right thing to do, if this is the strategy that you'd like to keep in touch with them, whether it's a FaceTime, a text message, a reply to their story on social media, whatever it may be, really try to ask yourself if this is part of your bigger plan and if it stacks up and lines up with it. So that would be something to really focus in on. And again, this might be a lot of work because once you start doing social media, you're going to have to add things to social media and add stories and add photos. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's another thing that's going to be part of your life. And if you're not doing that already, why would you take all that time to do that for the odd chance that you might keep in touch with someone from another city that you may see or not see when you're back in town? So I just want to make sure that you're using your time as wisely as possible. All right, let's go to our next question here. Here's a short one from Will. Hi, Trip, longtime listener, first-time caller. Any advice about what to say while making out? I don't talk much, but I have said things like, I like you. And I'm not sure if that's too early to say a couple of dates in. Thanks, Will. So, yes, I believe it is too early to say something like that. I know this sounds so gamey and so ridiculous, but I do believe you might scare someone away by saying, I like you too fast. In fact, especially in that moment, it feels like 
it's almost as if like you're caught in a whirlwind of emotion and you're saying, I like you. Like it almost doesn't have as much power behind it, in my opinion. So I think let's stay away from the I like yous. We want her to chase you. We want her to not 100% know how you feel about her. Again, I know that sounds gamey, but you don't need to be verbalizing that. You're asking her out on dates. You're making out with her. If that's not enough to tell a girl that you like her, I don't know what is. So you do not have to necessarily verbalize that, especially in the beginning. I know it sounds ridiculous sometimes when I say these things, guys. I know. I know it does. But there are rules to how this works. And I've been through this before. I've said I like you and said those nice things when you first date somebody. And it can scare someone away. And I'm guessing that you don't want to do that. I know a lot of guys think, and again, I thought this once too, that, that you know, I want a girl to just like me for me and I should be able to do those things. Yeah, I wish we could do those things. But unfortunately, when we do those things, when we go that extra mile to let a girl know that that you like them, when you say those things, when you buy them gifts, it just shows this neediness. And so we have to make sure that we're being more flirtatious. And if we're going to be more flirtatious, then we need to give more subtle hints of interest. And those subtle hints will be And not so subtle, really, but subtle enough, asking her out and even going for the kiss. And in this case, we're talking about sexual escalation. So this is a very appropriate question for this episode because we're talking about sexual escalation and kissing on the first date. But even if it's a first date, second date, third date, we don't need to say that. We don't need to. If she says, I like you first, you can say, I like you back. So let the mystery be there. If you're always wondering why the bad boys always get the girls, it's because they're not saying I like you. They're showing I like you. And there's a big difference. Hope this helps, guys. Write in to me. I would be honored to answer your questions. Email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Let's get your questions answered. Thank you so much for listening. If you need any more help, go to the show notes where you'll see the links for more help. DM me and say hello, Trip Advice on Instagram. It's always nice to hear from people who listen to the podcast. So go ahead and do that. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you in the next episode. 